never be preached in English before, but we can do it with the grace of the Lord. In the year 1895, the war of independence began in the country where I was born. The Cuban people, led by very brave men, deciding to fight and be free from the oppression of Spain. One of the great problems that the Cubans faced in that war and delayed the victory was the lack of unity. Each region of the country was represented by a male leader. They all wanted the same thing, freedom. But they always ended fighting among themselves. They pride, they selfishness, and their desire for primacy did not allow them to be united and fight together. Other regions start to fight among themselves. They fought more among them than against the real enemy that was Spain. Something similar happens sometimes in the life of the church. We have so many things in common, but very often our pride, our desire for attention does not allow us to come together. And we ended working in isolation and sometimes fight it. Then we fail in our mission as a church. Unity, communion, and fellowship are vital, vital in the Christian life and the body of Christ. Tonight I would like to speak about some benefits of communion, fellowship, and unity, hoping that we desire and seek them. So please turn your Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 4, 9 to 12. Says the Lord, says the Bible in that chapter. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one lift up his companion. But who to him who is alone when he falls? For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? The one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold core is no quickly broken. In this text, we see some reasons for desire and look for the Christian unity and fellowship. Verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. The context of this passage has to do with work. When two people work together, 
advise and encourage each other at work, the result is greater. The fruit of work will be greater when the effort is greater. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 to 38, the Lord was applying this principle when he said, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest. Send our laborers into his harvest. God's plan for the church and the Christian life is that we join forces and together advance the kingdom. Growing in the grace day by day. The Christian life is not designed for isolation, but for fellowship. There is no place for lone rangers in the Christian life. Together we can do more. Together, in companionship, we can advance more and God get all the glory, not us. Verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But who to him who is alone when he falls? For he, he has no one to help him up. In Mark 6, verse 7, we see that the Lord called the twelve and sent them out two by two. In Luke chapter 10, verse 70, 70 he sent out the 72 by two. Why did he do it that way? If they had gone individually, they would have reached more places. But that was not the plan of the Lord. Going to together, they could give each other encouragement and support. Especially when facing rejection. Our strength comes from God. He meets bad he meets many of our needs through collective work, through the body of Christ. Carrying the burdens of their life, marriage, children, work, church, alone is no easy, is exhausting. For that reason, we see in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, be one another burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We must put our children under the burdens of the brothers. It's impossible, it's difficult to live the Christian life alone. We need to take our burdens and share with our brothers in Christ. In Exodus chapter 17, Israel was fighting against Amalek. When Moses lifted his robe, the people won. But when he put them down, because he was tired, Israel lost the battle. The Bible says that 
Aaron and Hur held Moses' hands. Let us always be ready to support the failing arms of our family in Christ. That's something that we need to do very often. Sometimes in the life, we get tired. Our children, our life need someone that help us to continue in the Christian life because it's difficult to do it alone. Walking alone on our own is not only exhausting, but it's also dangerous. Some people think that because they are walking alone, everything will be okay, but that's too dangerous because in the fellowship of the believers, I can find help when I am going out of the way. Said Psalm 141.5, Let the right to strike me and let him rebuke me. It shall be as excellent oil. What a blessing when we are doing something wrong and we have a brother in Christ that called us and trying to rebuke us and help us to go out of our sin. If you're going for your way, who's going to help you? We need the fellowship. We need the communion because we still struggle with sin. And we need people ready to rebuke us. People ready to say to us, hey, you are wrong. Repent and come to the Lord. Having brothers and sisters to encourage me in my difficult times is a blessing. But it's also a blessing they can rebuke me in my sin. Sometimes we love that people encourage us and give us some beautiful words. But what about when they rebuke you? We, have, we need to have a humble heart, an open heart, ready to accept my brother in Christ, when he's trying to help me, not only show me love, encourage me, but also when he's ready to rebuke us because of our sin. We need that. That's something you can't have out of the fellowship. Many good brothers have suffered the consequence of sin because they forgot this principle. One of the steps in the ladder of falling down is isolation. It's, it's, it is a go out from the fellowship. We need people around us ready to rebuke us. We need it every day because of our sin. Verse 11. If two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can a one be warm alone? It was common at this time for travelers to sleep together when it was very cold. So being alone would not give the possibility of mutual, mutual warmth. We need a lot of encouragement and exhortation in the face of the cold nights of the soul and of the darkness of life. Said the Bible, 
Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are also doing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 said, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, and says the verse 13, but exhort one another when? Daily. Every day. What a blessing when we are having a difficult time and a brother remember us the word of Christ. How sweet is Christ in the mouth of my brother. We need that brother. We need that people that remember us the Lord because our heart is so weak. This is a great benefit of Christian fellowship. It's something that we need very often. But it would not be possible if we want to go on our own. In our own way. So, let's be more intentional and in encouraging others. Every week, let's think of someone who needs our exhortation, and let's do it. Think for a moment about the influence of Barnabas on Paul. When everyone was afraid of Saul, the persecutor Barnabas took him under his care, introduced him to the church leaders, and helped him begin the work of the ministry. This was something that Paul never forgot. The persecutor. All the people were trying to escape. And Barnabas took these bad men and invested time with him. We need many Barnabas among us. We need believers willing to invest their time in others. Believers willing to take their brothers by the hand and walk with them during their afflictions. Let us not be like the priest or the Levite who saw the Samaritan on the ground and passed by on the other side because they were very busy with their religious duties. Please. Remember that after our family, our first ministry is my brother in Christ. Nowadays, it's very easy to get involved with many things. There is movement everywhere. But never forget that after your family, your brother in Christ needs you. Here's your first ministry. So James chapter 1 verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Sometimes we, we are focused on the second part. 
but we forget the first one. How important is be in attention of my brother, my people around me? Is the pure and undefiled religion before God, says James. Verse 12. One may be overpowered by another. Two can withstand him, and a threefold core is not quickly broken. If an attacker was too strong for one, the two of them together could resist him. Although our greatest defense is in God, we can enjoy greater security when we are more than one. The Roman army is very well known for the ability to organize and their formations. They were almost invincible. In the Christian life, fighting against seeing the flesh and the world alone, our own, is planned suicide. We must remain in formation. We must stay in the group if we want to resist the enemy. Because the devil likes to put you in isolation to destroy you. He knows how strong you are when you are in the group. Let us remain united as family, as church. Let us move forward together. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. Luke was with Paul. But Paul wanted Mark to come as soon as possible for ministry. Many good leaders burn out because they don't want to delegate. They want their name on everything. They forget that two are better than one. That was not the case of Paul. Even when in the past, he had problems with Mark. He bring, he bring him back to the ministry because he was useful. Are you ready for delegating work? Or just, or just you want to do everything? Sometimes... We get burned because just we want to have the, the primacy. Moses have the same problem. But remember, two are better than one. And we don't, we don't need the glory to us. We don't want to be the, the main glorified man. The glory is to God alone. Many people ask me, why has been so difficult for the Cuban people in the present to defeat the dictatorship that has oppressed them for the past 60 years? 
The answer is simple. The communist government has been able to play with our pride, our selfishness, and has kept everyone apart, distrusting, distrusting each other so that the people do not be together as one and rise against them. They're very intelligent this. Unity, fellowship, communion in the body of Christ is so important. If there is a time where we are weak, is when we are hard, in isolation. Church, we need each other. We need each other much more than we imagine. It is true that communion between sinners is difficult at times. It's true. But the blessing we receive from it are greater. One of the most beautiful illustrations that Paul uses to refer to the church in illustration of the, is the illustration of the human body. Many members, all different, with different functions, but united. Dependent on each other. Church, we are the body of Christ. Remember that together we can achieve more. Together we can support and encourage each other. Together we are stronger. Let us continually seek the unity of the body of fellowship and the communion. Let us forget the little thing that weaken us and let us work together. The spiritual well-being of every family depends on how united we are. The mission field depends on our unity. Sometimes it's sad to know that people are in the field sometimes working in a country so far from us. We're just fighting. Knowing that that people need encouragement, support, we just fight for just a little things. The harvest is ready. We have to remain united and forget the little thing that we can ask in the essential union. In preference, in secondary issues, we have freedom. But be focused on the unity we can have in the essential. Let us throw off everything that hinders uh, the sin that entangles us and let Rome united as a church of Christ. Be united is so important. The communion, the fellowship is a blessing from the Lord. Together, we are stronger. Together, we can encourage each other. Together, we can be ready to defy the enemy. Together, the fruit of the work will be more fruitful. So, let's stay together, united, praying one another, and trying to be checking every day around, of the people around me. How can we help them?
how can we encourage them unless continue advancing the kingdom as a body that we are. We are different, but we are the body of Christ. And he's so beautiful when you see the body, how many different members we have. But when they work together, how beautiful. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this night. And I pray, Lord, that we can be a church united, Lord. That we can have enjoy the blessing of the communion, of the fellowship. Lord, forgive us the many ways we are so pride, we are so selfishness. Help us to encourage one another and be ready to hail our brothers in Christ. How important is the unity of the church, Lord? So thank you for this church. And please, Lord, help us to continue being one in Christ. And help us to deal with the little thing that can divide us. There is a lot of we have in common that we can, we can enjoy and we can advise the kingdom as a body united, not divide the Lord. Brave in the name of Jesus. Amen.